Today we celebrate the feast day of Mary assumed into heaven body and soul without decay. Sin is what breaks us down. And as Catholics, we believe at the Immaculate Conception that Mary was given a special grace by God to go through life without sin. It did not impede her free will, but today we celebrate as we celebrate victory of life. And we need to be life-giving people to be able to celebrate life and this special occasion. I believe we can't talk enough about Mary. Because in the Gospel today in her Magnificat, she says that the Lord will raise up the lowly. Mary, the lowly, obedient, humble girl who was physically carrying Jesus for nine months in the womb and for 30 years was formed as the first disciple. It is to her that we must turn to learn how to have Christ formed and alive in our hearts. It is to her that only Christ can raise each child molded into Christ, that we can become heirs, prince and princesses of the Queen of Heaven and Earth and the Mother of all Christians. Today we celebrate that day that she goes to be reunited with St. Joseph, with her son, and the family is reunited in the Kingdom of Heaven. Mary today gives us proof that Jesus fulfills his promises to us as he did for the Blessed Mother. Now I'm reminded of my first introduction into this feast in that of my own mother, who promised that on the day of my baptism, she promised God, and she has been faithful, that she would raise me in the ways of the faith for the kingdom of heaven. As I'm reminded of my mom, I'm reminded of the many hours she sat in the rocking chair late every night and early every morning, knocking on the door of heaven, as she would be praying the rosary on how to be a disciple. She had to learn from Mary how to be a mother, but also to form her children and to disciple me and prepare me for the kingdom of heaven. It was not until I started to pray the rosary daily in my junior high and high school years that my life was forever changed. My mother taught me to understand the pillars that change everything are the Holy Eucharist in Jesus entering into my heart and the beads of the rosary that are harmony for the mysteries. As we pray through the rosary, the Hail Marys are the melody that we are playing the background music with Jesus as the center to enter into the mysteries to make them my own in life. When we are connected to the Eucharist and Mary, our life will never be capsized in the boat of life. And that's why the Eucharist and Mary are so important. Because if we're living with and for them, they will bring us peace and the love and the joy of the Trinity to our soul. 
and also prepare us for heaven. The danger of today's assumption and feast day is we can fail to appreciate what is going on as Jesus welcomes Mary and gives her the roadmap laid out for her the same roadmap is laid out for you and me to follow to the rewards of eternal life today I want to ask you a question do you want to go to heaven raise your hand if you would like to go to heaven well you guys are a lot more active than last night's crowd but not quite as good as the Windsor crowd this morning as we had 100%. Because I'm going to ask you, if you don't want to go to heaven, where are you going when life is over? We don't return to the rock pile, to the dust of the earth. We don't become the songbird or the butterfly because we have a rational soul. Now I'm going to ask you another question. Raise your hand if you want to become a saint. Why so many less hands? Because if we're living in heaven, we're either saints or we're not in heaven. And that's why we celebrate Mary today as a saint, going to return home to the Father to be reunited with her family. And it's obvious that majority of us want to go to heaven. But the question is, do we want to go deeper in our desire for heaven? That's what we should be praying for today. Because let's look at four quick points on four different desires on living for heaven. The first point I think is very popular and common amongst Christians. And it's sad because it shows the weakness of our faith that that's where we are at. Point number one, some people want to go to heaven because they look at the alternative. That's their only desire. They don't want to go to hell because hell is worse. That's their only motivation for getting to heaven. Let's think about hell. Full of pain. Full of suffering. Full of isolation. Full of separation from God. Never being able to see Him. There's nothing attractive there. But for some people, that's their only motivation to live for heaven. And that's where we at. We have to pray today for God to deepen our desire. Maybe point number two is for you. And I'd like you to, as you listen to these, where am I at today in my desire for heaven? One, two, three, or four. The second group of people is going to desire heaven because heaven only has good reviews. It's what I get out of it. There is no more pain. No more suffering. No more heartache, no more anxiety, no more fears, no more bills in the mail. The tears are wiped away. There's overwhelming joy and love. There's life. Some people might even say it is pleasure. Are these the only reasons that I am motivated to go to heaven? If it is, we still need to ask God today to strengthen us to take us one step deeper. Because to avoid pain and the fullness of pleasure, if that's what motivates us, it makes sense that's how we will walk and live our everyday choices of life that are given to us. The third reason to desire heaven, 
which I'd like to think many of us are starting to look at is where we're going to meet us, is if we understand heaven and it will change the way we pray, the way we decide who we write checks to, the way we decide where we give money to and sponsor, that they too are in line with the gospel. After all, we pray in the Our Father, Thy will be done, Lord, on earth as it is in heaven. Do we desire heaven on earth? If we do, we desire Mary, the Eucharist. If we do, that means we should probably be loving our neighbors. If we do, that means we should be attentive to the needs around us every day. If we do, that should mean we desire no more war, but live in peace and harmony. No more famine, as people are starving to death. But is that our motivation? The deepest motivation for heaven is all about relationship. And this is where we need to be to enter into heaven. Because nothing unclean enters the kingdom of God, the book of Revelation tells us. So what is this relationship about? It's being perfectly united with God. It's being perfectly united and desiring to live the gospel every single day of my life because it's the word of God spoken to me. Do I have a perfectly united will with God that I want to see him face to face yet this afternoon if it is his will? And if we are living there, we are living the way Mary lived her life. The problem with this feast day is many today don't get passionate about heaven because of the words of St. Paul. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard what God has prepared for those who love him. The joy of heaven is a mystery. And if we are not moved, it has no effect in our life. And that's why we have to ask the question, how do we then grow in our desire for heaven? The answer is simple, but it's not easy. We grow in our love with God every day, waking up today. What can I improve upon yesterday? I like to examine my conscience a lot of days if Jesus were living and working and walking with me today and living in my home tonight, what changes would I need to make for him? Where would he be embarrassed? Maybe about the TV shows I watch. Maybe the computer history. Maybe my text messaging. Maybe the way I drive at a stoplight when I get irritated. A perfect relationship with God and man should be our desire for heaven. But it saddens me whenever we come to a dysfunctional funeral. They take the fun out of dysfunction, literally. When you have brothers and sisters who have not talked in 12 years. Folks, that's not of heaven. Heaven is an open heart, open mind, face to face, heart to heart with every man, woman and child because all of us are created for the same mission, to be with God forever in heaven. I'm going to conclude today with an analogy 
maybe to help us to understand what this is all about. And this analogy was given of a chaplain to the United States military in close quarters in a war zone in Iraq where the bombs were being dropped and the bullets were flying. And I think we need to look at today's feast day from this point of view. And the first question I'm gonna ask you is, why does a soldier in a time of war zone, why do they want to go home? Why do they want to go home when they are in conflict and in deep battle? Yes, they're in a battle zone. They're full of anxiety, not knowing if they're going to live the day without dying or being deeply hurt. There's a fear that in all that they might be in the middle of conflict in a matter of a few moments. They only want to go home to avoid the pain, the conflict, and the problem. And if that's the reason they want to go home, their deployed lifestyle is all about discomfort. Where they think about their children and their family at home on a lazy Saturday morning, laying on the couch, sitting in the rocking chair, maybe going to the lake. But the second question I think we have to ask ourselves is, what is the one thing soldiers desire the most when they get home? Now, I'm sure if you were to ask a kid, they would say a corn dog, a piece of pizza, or a cheeseburger. But obviously, what is it that they desire, the soldiers? They desire nothing more than to be reunited with their family, their husband, their wives, their children, their family members. It moves me when I go through an airport, and I've seen a few of these. When a deployed soldier comes back to American soil, the welcome home party they have with the hugging, the kissing, the tearing up, the banners, the balloons. It's like the greatest celebration in the world, like they just won eternity. The family is reunited. Man and woman are together again. This is the image we should have in our mind of today's feast day. Thinking about the man who went to heaven to open the gates, that the woman may follow him home and be reunited where there is no more war, no more chaos, no more arguing and bickering amongst the people they lived with. That should be our image of the assumption. Mary's exile has ended and she returned home, perfectly united with her son Jesus and her husband Saint Joseph. The Holy Family is together again. Folks, if we grow in love with Mary, we grow in love with Jesus because they cannot be separated. And that is done through prayer. And Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in his name, he is there. And Mary, as our mother, wants to pray with and for us. That's why the rosary is essential and non-negotiable every day. The second point is, the more we grow in love with Mary, the more we grow in love with heaven. Because that's where she is at. You and I are made for heaven. We are made for perfect relationships that are not sinful. 
And we can't overcome these on our own because we too, like Mary, need the grace of God to be taken into heaven. As Mary needed it to be assumed today, she did not ascend on her own power. It's the power of God who prepared her way. Saint, in the book of Revelation, St. John reminds us today, he was living with Mary for several years after the death of Jesus. Imagine what it was like for him to celebrate Mass with the Mother of God. How great of an honor he had to take care of her from the words of Jesus from the cross, Behold your mother. St. John, the author of the book of Revelation today, reminds us there is a battle going on in heaven. And the Ark of the Covenant that Indiana Jones is still looking for is only found in heaven. It's not lost. What is the Ark of the Covenant? It's Mary with Jesus in the womb. But he says there is a battle. There's another man who wants to destroy her, who wants to defame her, who wants to take her out. But she is protected by God. That same of the Ark of the Covenant, folks, is right here in that tabernacle. The same Jesus and Lord lives in our midst. And if we're only living to avoid hell, folks, we better be begging God for the grace to deepen our relationship for heaven, to be reunited with Mary through the Rosary and the Eucharist. Our life might seem like a battlefield today. Mary's was too as she went through the heartaches. She knows what you are going through. But where do we want to go when we are at the end? Paradiso. Not for the chips and the salsa and the meal, but paradise where the Holy Family is reunited. That should be the cause of our excitement and our joy today as we come to receive the God who wants to save us as well. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. Amen.